When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, official betting sports partner of the National Football League. I'm Johnny Venerable, one day removed from Bo Brock storming off the set, (laughs) and thankfully we have an adult in the room now with Damian Anderson, the pride of Northwest Western, joining the show. And uh, Damian, I'm not sure if you saw the clip from yesterday, but I may or may not have put uh, Jalen Thompson in a hypothetical trade for Roquan Smith and uh, Bo, mm. Bo didn't like he uh, actually no one did but uh, I'm hoping that you're here now to even things out for us uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna uh, Johnny I see where you're coming from and, it, oh, and God. It, no, it, here it goes here it goes no, no, no there's there's really no but for a talent like Roquan uh, you have Buda Baker you know that you got some position versatility with with Simmons uh, and you lose Chandler Jones, it does make some sense, mm-hmm. right? Thank you, uh, thank you. I mean, you don't have to do that to him, Dan. I mean, okay. J- 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 I mean, but I get, I get both sides of the coin, right? Jalen Thompson's a super young, talented guy. I mean, is it you're coming at a time where you're going to have to pay? A, we talked about this contractual year for a lot of people, right? So the Cardinals have to pick their poison in terms of who they want to keep. That's how I look at it. So let's, it would make sense. Let's not, it would no, make sense. Don't make Johnny feel better about that shit trade where he tried to send also Rondell Moore. Rondell no. Moore was also in the deal that no. Johnny proposed. He was just giving away the farm. I would say I, maybe no maybe maybe Thompson in like a third form. I said they I said, weren't even entertaining that yet. I said Zaven and Josh Jones, and then we get into some draft picks. But so you're taking you're taking a left tackle, premium position, and a linebacker. A backup. You're taking two starters. Two starters. Well, That's mean, why I stormed off, but cooler heads prevailed. We're here yes. today. We've made up. Well, you Johnny. noticed he didn't mention more when he said. When he said <laughs> I know. He didn't mention because that would have been, yeah. yes, maybe it's a smidge don't, don't let the Don't let the details get in the way of, of making yeah. your point here, Johnny. I mean, you, you tried to pull one over our good friend, Listen, D.A. I took, I took it on the chin yesterday. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I'm here to talk, Bo, with you and D about ple- people who are going to play for the Arizona Cardinals this season, yeah. and most notably Friday night. And the Arizona Cardinals preseason debut against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, Bo, we talked about it yesterday. The depth chart is out. And there are some guys, I think, that that have something to prove on Friday night. Yeah, they absolutely do have a lot to prove. But, uh, you know, as far as the first team guys, you're not going to see much of them, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You're going to see three guys who are projected as starters on the defensive side that are going to get reps in their second-year guys and Zayvon Collins and Marco Wilson and then a guy who's trying to get back uh, at full strength and Dennis Gardeck. Outside of that, you're going to see a bunch of guys vying for jobs uh, playing for the Cardinals on Friday night, DA. Yeah, and I mean, but that's what preseason's about. You talked about Marco Wilson. You talked about Zayvon Collins. You want to see, especially from Zayvon, that year one, year two, that big step where we won't see him a bunch of plays, but I guarantee you, Bo, Johnny, if it goes wrong, Zayvon's going to have an extended period out there with that team, just getting those that, that experience that Vance Joseph had talked about, that something that you can't replicate unless you go through. And, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Zayvon go. He's looked great in some of the videos that you guys have posted, obviously all throughout camp. He looks the part, right? He looks yeah. everything that you want. He's a created Madden player. However, we got to see it come through on these preseason games leading up into the season. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting, just, Johnny. I mean, just one more point about about Zavin. You know, when you look at Roquan Smith and just his size, it, it's not even close. Like Zavin Collins is a specimen compared to like, uh, Roquan Smith is a guy that played at Georgia. He's got the background. He's got the resume. He's almost uh, he's got the all pros. He's played at the NFL level at a high level. Zavin Collins is six five, and he's just a donut short of two sixty. At least that's what he was drafted at significantly bigger than Roquan Smith. You've seen the athleticism on full display, as Damien pointed out. Like, if he could just put it together, like, you have a guy that can that could get to those heights already on your roster. It's just going to – is it going to click at some point? And I'm fascinated to see if maybe Zayvon even plays more than he did his rookie year in the preseason because we saw him play some early snaps last preseason and then kind of get the starters, uh, you know, luxury to go see the bench. Is he because Vance Joseph said he just needs to play? Are they going to play him heavily this preseason? Well, he started the red and white scrimmage last year and looked damn good in 2021, yeah. and that's where I thought this was heading. I thought this was heading toward you've got a rookie. You remember everything Steve Kime said? He's not here to redshirt, and then that went up in flames, right? And so I, I don't think we can take their word on anything. I have to watch this with my eyes, and if he's out there for two quarters and he looks great, I think we're we're trending up. But I, I'm with both of you gentlemen. Like I asked Twitter before the show started, who's under more pressure, Marco Wilson or Zayvon Collins? And universally, people said, because of his draft status, because of his no-show as a rookie, it's the linebacker. Marco Wilson, to me, it, you know, I don't want to direct the, the conversation there, but I also think it's interesting. Elon 5 in the chat says, who else is crossing their fingers for a Marcus Peters, Lattimore, Greedy Williams trade? That's where the f- fans' mindset is right now. And I think Marco Wilson... Fair and I, I think gets a little bit of a pass from fans. He he played last year. He was out there when the team was humming. He was starting Dean up Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland in that first matchup against Maker Mayfield. Like, he has proven a lot. He hasn't had a great training camp. By and large, like Cliff Kingsbury, for whatever reason, every, every opportunity he gets, he challenges Marco Wilson. And I, I do think he's going to produce. But you also need three to four to five cornerbacks. Whereas Zayvon Collins, I think right now, co-starting with Nick Vigil, I mean, if he if he has uh, three or four stretches of just not quality play, how soon are we going to see guys like Tanner Vallejo crack this lineup who's been a Vance Joseph darling? And and you do not get ample opportunities to crack the linebacking core for Vance Joseph. It's literally you go out there, you show what you can do, a la Simmons and Zayvon Collins as rookies, and if you don't produce, you get yanked. Whereas, like, there are going to be plenty of op- – like, Marco Wilson is going to play a ton of snaps this year. Whether or not he looks great in camp right now, like – they, they need other options, but in today's NFL DA, when you've got three and four wide receiver sets, like you need a ton of corners. I have legitimate concerns that when the season begins and the Cardinals have to go against these prolific offenses, and if Zavin doesn't keep up, then we could be in, we could be in some problems, I, and we could have some serious issues as it relates to what this unit looks like down the stretch. But if he plays well, it fixes everything. I can tell you right now, he, he better look good Friday night against backups, Second year in the system, I need to see pop plays, tackles behind the line of scrimmage, pressures. He can't be a no-show when a lot of his peers are starting with him on the defensive side. No, no, and, and I, I agree, Johnny. But, I mean, you also don't want to have these super expectations that, you know, he's Troy Palomalu d- diving over the, the, the line of scrimmage, sacking the quarterback. You don't necessarily need that, but you do want to identify some traits. You want to identify anticipation, you know, being physical, aggressive, identifying uh, sets, anticipating what they're going to run, right, in, in certain sets and, and taking command of that defense because we know that they have speakers, but there's also a quarterback of that defense. And most notably, it's either the safety or the middle linebacker. And Zavin has to take that next step. And as I said, in the Vance Joseph system, which seems a bit complicated for linebackers coming in to play that position, just of how they've struggled over the years in terms of personnel, it's, you know, it was a paralysis by analysis, but once he gets more comfortable, we've seen good dialogue come out from the coaching staff about Zavin. He seems more confident. I think that you watch him grow. You don't necessarily need, you know, 15 star plays. You just need to see him pro- progressing, doing his job, taking exactly. on double teams, being in the right place at the right he has time. To look I think like that he that's knows what he's doing. Huge. Absolutely, he can't, he can't be lost Absolutely. there. He can't be lost, Bo Brock, in containment. He can't, no. he can't look slow, which no. I don't think is a problem for him. But mentally, he was slow last year because he didn't know what we, what he was doing, and that. That supersedes trades for Vance Joseph. Like, you can be the most athletic. I hear people in the chat saying Jordan Hicks, you know, was oftentimes exposed at the line of scrimmage, but he is so, 
his, his football IQ is so immense, Bo Brock, that mm-hmm. it superseded everything. Yeah, it, it did. And you, you just want actually Zabin to put himself in and not get, you know, overwhelmed by, you know, between the ears. You just want him to go out there and, and react because there were so many plays that you watch back on film where Zabin Collins was thinking too much and was immediately there was a hat on a hat from an offensive an offensive lineman just completely taking him out of a play. Like he was a non-factor, and you hope that he's kind of got that out of his system. He said that the game has slowed down for him this season, and you hear that a lot from guys going from the rookie year to their second year. So, you know, Zayvon Collins, you hope that he makes a big jump because it's going to be essential for this defense to not take a gigantic step back after a solid 2021. And Marco Wilson's a big part of that too. And, you know, to your Twitter question as far as who's got the most pressure, you know, I know Marco has probably more pressure than a lot of fourth-round rookies or second-year guys have. Uh, but, you know, Zayvon Collins, no doubt about it. Like, he he was – you know, he suffered the injury. He had the shoulder injury against the Browns. But he also had uh, problems in, in staying in drills and practice, and that's just mental reps. And Marco didn't have that issue. He, when he was healthy, he was in there. And Zayvon, you can't say the same for him. He's the 16th overall pick, not a fourth-rounder that you traded for. But, you know, Marco Wilson – to kind of come to his defense, because I see him taking some shots in the in the chat, and uh, you know, statistically it wasn't pretty. It was and it was about the worst you can get. But keep in mind, it was still better in Byron Murphy's first year. Byron Murphy yeah. made a pretty decent jump in his year two after kind of trial by fire year one. Uh, same thing, it's got to be expected from Marco Wilson because you know the skill sets there. Now you don't even think about it if he's a fourth round pick. You know the skill set. You know that he's got enough snaps under his belt to where he should take a step forward. And now we'll see if, you know, he can be complimented. Like, this team still needs to complement the cornerbacks on this roster with help. Yeah. Well, and I, I I think cornerback is one of the hardest positions in the NFL to play, especially as a rookie. I, not everybody can walk in the NFL and be A.J. Tyrell of the Atlanta Falcons, yep. right? And then in turn, I, D.A., I don't know how you feel about this. Like, universally, two of the most uh, easily translated positions, and it's not easy to play linebacker and running back at the NFL level, but, like, it used to be like, Plug and play, guy was a stud linebacker in college. He comes in, he has 100 tackles in the NFL, and he's trending upward. And for Zayvon Collins to be able to kind of take the bull by the horns here, I have, I don't have a ton of patience for this season. And I, I'm going to be very uneasy because with Isaiah Simmons, I think there was a lot of things working in his favor as it related to maybe his slow development. He didn't play three-down linebacker at Clemson. We've talked about that at nauseum. The pandemic, he didn't have an offseason. You know, the Cardinals didn't get their hands on him for like six months after they met with him at the Combine. And then, you know, Vance Joseph, everybody's trying to figure out what to do with him. It's like literally, Zabin, they, they, they said, we're drafting you to be an inside linebacker. You played linebacker at Tulsa. He sits his rookie year like, it's go time now. Like, we yeah. we need to see, you know, you don't have to be a pro bowler this year, but like, we need to be able to have definitive answers, D.A., at the end of the year as to what Zabin Collins is. And if we still have questions... I mean, it's it's a it's a miss of a pick, in my opinion. It is a miss of a pick after year two, Johnny. Yeah. He hasn't blossomed into what you've expect as as Bo said, a 16th overall pick. That being said, you have to look at the program in which he came from, Johnny Tulsa. Yeah. Like maybe that transition, he wasn't prepared in terms of the football nomenclature, verbiage, or whatever. So you he did encounter that paralysis by analysis, right? Like they're throwing all this information at him, and you got to know where the Mike and you know the Mike and Sam line, you know the the, the Sam and, and Will line up at. So you got to know your mm-hmm. position, and you got to know everybody else's. And I don't want to make excuses, but I've seen it happen. You know when I played. Well, you got you have guys that physically they have every skill and trait that you want in terms of the position. However, just that transition, that learning curve is somewhat difficult for guys because the coach is such in demand of trying, you know, wanting them to understand it and understand the concept rather than just going out there and playing. And I think that that may be a part of it, too, guys. Like how much are the coaches taking, you know, some of the responsibility for Zavin's development. I mean, you've picked these guys, right? The personnel department, and then you have these guys coming in. Don't you wouldn't you do that research in the in the back half before you draft him? Like, hey, this is a super intelligent kid. You We're would get him. Think so. He's gonna be the quarterback of our defense. That's what you think in terms of middle linebacker. I mean, that's what Mike Singletary, well, what I grew up on. You know I mean? Yeah. Billy Davis, the linebacking coach bow for the Arizona Cardinals, has been under immense pressure. I would say if if Zavin and to a lesser extent Isaiah do not pop this year, we both feel like Vance Joseph could be the sacrificial lamb at the end of the season. But I would think at the very least it would be Billy Davis. 
and fair not to them, like the prospect gets ample time. You get at least four or five years, whereas the coaching staff, if you're not up to, to, to snuff here, like you get replaced. And I, I don't think we're th- clearly not there yet, but um, I, I, it's time. It's go time for Zabin. But as we transition here to some other key camp battles, as you will look ahead to Friday night, Bull Brock, what are some of the other position groups that maybe are a little bit under the radar as guys fight for a roster spot? I don't think it's under radar at all. It, you know, Dennis Gardak is getting a start as well. One of the guys, and he's, he, you know, Cliff phrased it, you know, a guy who's probably going to start for this team once the season begins. Gives you a little glimpse of who could start opposite Marcus Golden. If Golden's back. Uh, so Gardak's going to get some reps, trying to get him back into that pass rush mindset. Uh, but you're going to watch those pass rushers all night. You should. And, you know, speaking of Zavin and Isaiah, I mean, they made their way over to the pass rush group today during practice, and they were running drills. You know, it was Zavin, it was Isaiah, and then the rest was Cameron Thomas, Maje Sanders, Dennis Gardek, uh, Devon Kennard, guys who you know can get after the passer. But those guys are entering that group. That's exciting to think about those guys. Everybody's wanted them to get those opportunities. And I think Vance Joseph has that in mind. You know, he doesn't have a true dog opposite Marcus Golden. So he's just going to have this rotation. And I'm excited that those two athletes are going to be part of it. But also, you know, to see Maje Sanders, Cameron Thomas kind of get their first taste of the NFL, uh, getting after the passer come Friday night, that's something to watch uh, closely, it as well as Dennis Gardak, who is so efficient. What seven and a half sacks and less a hundred pass rush opportunities in 2020, Johnny? You hope he can kind of recapture that uh, this season because it's going to be necessary. It does feel like DA that they're going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall opposite Marcus Golden and see what sticks. There's not a Chandler Jones replacement on the roster. I'm not breaking news here, but you're going to try to mix and match three, five, six sacks here and there from a group of about four guys, as Bo just mentioned, the two veterans and the two rookies. I don't mind that approach, but I do think we could get to a point where if there's not an answer, immediate answer on the roster, they could have to look elsewhere. Johnny, you need eight to 10 sacks from that group that we talked about. And regardless of that rotation, that's what I'm excited about. Thomas and Sanders, how they've come to play, the competition that we've heard throughout camp. And we've heard that the the freak from from Louisville could play. You know what I mean? He's got the bend. He's got everything that you've talked about. I mean, that you want in terms of a pass rusher. So I'm excited about that. But also the pressure that we – I know that we've identified these issues with cornerbacks, right, having – depth at the position and just being able to play. But Johnny, when, when you mentioned a little bit earlier talking about help, I think that they need help in terms of pressure. I yeah. think that that's, that's the cornerback and secondary's biggest, you know, friend, biggest, best friend. Right. So if it's Vance Joseph, is he, does he have to get more creative blitzing Zavin or is it blitzing Simmons or even Buddha? Right. We know that any of those combination of players can get home and you can manufacture pressure, but that's also going to create a hole in the back end, right? Defensively, right? So if we don't get home, we either pressure the quarterback right or left. So to me, it's those equations, just looking at those younger players and see how they play. But obviously, Bo, Johnny, the names that jump out, you know, Zavin, the young, you know, defensive ends, obviously Gardick, see how he responds, but offensively too. I'm, I'm, you guys know I'm partial. You guys know where I'm going. I've been beating this drum. Oh, damn, camp, you know, with Keontae. I just want to see how well he plays. I mean, under the lights, right, it's a great opportunity. And the saying goes, right, like if you don't make this team, there's 31 other teams looking for you. And that's true. you got a lot of guys out there fighting for spots and they want to be seen. So I'm just anxious to see after all this shit that, you know, PHNX Cardinals fans, you know, everyone across the Valley has dealt with this offseason leading up to now. I'm just glad we get to play, watch a game. Right. Like that. That's what I'm excited about. Let me ask you guys. I mean, in kind of getting back and I don't mean to come way back to our first talking point, but about Zayvon Collins, about Marco Wilson, do you think they're pissed off that they are the only guys really playing that are going to play significant snaps in the, during this season for the Cardinals? The fact that they like the rest of their, their peers, their 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 teammates are getting the night off. Do you think they feel kind of slighted that they they didn't get the night off, too? Or do you think they understand that they have to earn it? I think it's circumstantial, right, in yeah, both of us. Yeah. I mean, it's player by player, right? Like, I feel as though that if Marco, you know, would have had the two initial days at camp and did awesome, you know, Cliff would have felt better about holding Yeah, he, he wouldn't be it, playing. He wouldn't be playing. And I think that with Zavin, 
I just think that as Vance has continued to, to say, he needs that experience. So that's what they're giving him. And I don't think that it's going to, again, guys, if he goes out there and demonstrates that he knows where he's supposed to be and he's doing what he's supposed to do, and it doesn't even have to be any home run or, or signature plays, right? He just has to be where he's supposed to. I think that we'll see him out there in a couple of years, maybe even a quarter, right? Get a quarter in, get out, get, get sweaty, feel good about it, and then get him out. We'll see him maybe in game two and he won't play game three. But, yeah, Sly, Sly in the chat, yeah. Damien, says they need it. They need to play. They like Anybody it, yes. who argues that, that Zayvon Collins doesn't need live reps against competition, you are off your ass crazy. <laughs> he didn't play at all last year. We did not see him. He was in the witness protection program. He <laughs> needs ample snaps. My only question is, why isn't Isaiah Simmons out there in this new kind of hybrid role? That tells me they have immense confidence in Simmons. Bo, sure. based on what you and I've have seen it at training camp, it's having his best camp. That's that's good. You want to feel good yeah. about something? I would say it's the development of Isaiah Simmons. But I mean, Marco has been challenged by his head coach. Zaven has been challenged by his defensive coordinator. Go out and kick ass against a bunch of backups. Marco Wilson, once upon a time, was a top fifty prospect before he threw a shoe. That should show on Friday night. And then Zaven Collins is a big physical presence specimen that was a top twenty draft pick go out and show it because if you're pissed off about something i tell this story all the time gentlemen i'll never forget the first preseason game daryl washington ever played he played with the backups and he just kicked everybody's ass it was evident you're watching the game you saw 58 another speed he was Mm -hmm. faster than every and everybody's like oh shit you have to start this kid out of tcu that's what i want from zavin collins and that was daryl washington's rookie season i i'm all for letting the process play out but like Your eyes don't lie to you. Like, we can talk about all this stuff, and we've been to ample press conferences since the offseason begins and the coach speak. You love all that, right? Who's going to help this team win games this fall? It better be Zayvon Collins, 25, and it better be Marco Wilson. I will flip the script. I'll go to the offensive side as well, Bo Brock. This receiver receiving core is interesting because I don't know what they're going to do with Antoine Wesley. I know he wants – they want him to make the team. They want him to be on the roster if they don't have to put him on IR – like, could Andy Isabella make this team? And if he has a strong enough preseason, like, could they flip him for something? We see Miami just lost two receivers this morning. I am back very much high on the fact that they could potentially flip Andy Isabella. I don't think they necessarily want him on the roster, but I think it's a good problem to have right now because he and Greg Dorch are going to get a ton of targets with Trace McSorley on, on Friday night. And I, I think Andy could be on a new team in like a week and a half. Am I crazy for thinking that? Well, what's the gif? Like, don't give me hope. Please, don't don't yeah. give me hope. I mean, yeah. with, with Andy Isabella. I mean, the, the problem is, here's what I'll say. I think all three guys, Andy Isabella, Victor Bolden Jr., and and Greg Scorch the Dorch, they're all going to be playing Scorch. NFL football this year, right? They're all going to be on an NFL roster. Are they going to be on the Arizona Cardinals Final 53? Mm-hmm. I just think they have too similar of a profile Maybe two Agreed. into three, right? And Agreed. then and then you figure out you know, hopefully you don't have to cut somebody and, and you can actually get some something in return, anything in return. You'll take that. Well, I think yeah, I think Bolden and Dor- Dor- Dorch are similar and they that's what you want from Andy with those yeah. those other two. I mean, it is as sad as it is, I think that you see the athleticism, the size, skill, right? And that's just because of Andy's super fast, you would anticipate him having that wiggle like the other two players have. You just haven't seen that yet in his development throughout his career. I'm waiting for Andy to have a shitty day in camp. I mean, it would make it a lot, things a lot easier, but he continues to just catch balls with the second team offense in the, I mean, for touchdowns. I mean, he's catching long touchdowns. What, he's catching what balls. Does he do? What, what does he do? What does he do, Bo? <laughs> Catches. He's, I'm going to, I'm going to catch hands from Andy Isabella if I keep on talking about. <laughs> They catch his balls like that. No, I mean, I think that he's going to be he's going to be a force this preseason and he's going to turn some he's going to raise some eyebrows. And it might not just be from the Cardinals organization, because I think they feel like who he is. Uh, we all, it, guys, we got he's going to Patriots like he is going to be. I, I do. They, like they, you joke uh, about that. Like, I think yeah, I there's I'm a legitimate not, I'm, concern I'm, from Steve Kime. <laughs> That if they if they let him go, yeah. he goes and, and flashes elsewhere. I think that's no still very much. And a I really thing. think it's going to be the Patriots. Like I really feel yeah. in my. It just makes more damn sense. It, it does. does. It does. I Give us something. That's where he would end up. You can't get his over under on a new team on DraftKings, gentlemen. But you can <laughs> get a ton of other quality props as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals. You take Kyler Murray's over under on passing touchdowns, twenty five and a half. 
Uh, I will definitely be gambling on this preseason game uh, come Friday, and it's going to be joyous <laughs> as I uh, lose money, no doubt. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. How else? your first time logging in. Get that $1,000. Put it on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, sweat that out for four quarters as you watch Trace McSorley light up the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's that time of year, guys. Time to start gambling on some football. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. When it's Johnny, it's basically like free money. And more free stuff you can get by just entering our uh, Toast of the Month sweepstakes between us and Four Peaks, PHNX and Four Peaks. You can enter win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Already one winner from last month. You could be this month's winner. All you have to do is go to gophnx.com. Click on the link in the show notes as well. And you can get yourself a $50 Four Peaks gift card. You can get a PHNX annual membership and PHNX shirt of your choice, like I've got on right here, the Rise Up Red Sea. Johnny's got one on. It's more geared towards hoops. You can pick out whatever you want. You got the pick of the litter. All you have to do is go to gophnx.com, enter the sweepstakes, Toast of the Month sweepstakes, and as well, celebrate. Go to Four Peaks and have yourself a great meal. Have some delicious beer. Must be 21 years or older. Enjoy responsibly. We continue on here at PHNX Cardinals. We're giving you all things cards as they wrapped up today. Practice for the week. They'll kind of have a walkthrough tomorrow, travel to Cincinnati, probably get themselves some Skyline Chili, and then they'll take on the Bengals, who, according to their beat writer, Ben Baby, they're not going to play any of their starters as well. So it's going to be, you know, second, third, four-string guys. We heard from Trace McSorley today, guys, and this was Trace's uh, kind of his, his uh, kind of his path to starting the Cardinals' uh, preseason game at quarterback. Honestly, for for me, it was a little bit of disrespect. Um, obviously, I've I played quarterback all in in college, had a lot of success at the position, um, and then when I get to the combine, they're gonna ask me to do some backpedaling, open up, and flip my hips and stuff like that. So, um, you know, for me, I, I I took it as a little bit of a, a shot, um, and and just kind of another thing, just kind of adding fuel to the fire for me. It's just been uh, that's always been something that even when I was coming from high school to college, they a lot of schools were recruiting me as a safety and not a quarterback. So um, it's just something that has followed me around for whatever reason. And it seems like no matter what I've done at the quarterback position, people are always going to ask that question. So I just got to keep going and stay focused on what I'm doing. Chris McSorley pretty much saying he's been asked to play safety a lot during his career. And, and now Cliff Kingsbury clearly believes in the young man. He, he's not a rookie by any stretch. He's been in the league for a couple of seasons, mostly with Baltimore. What What do you think, like – the opportunity is for Trace McSorley with the Arizona Cardinals because they've got one, they've got two, the backup Colt McCoy pretty much set in stone. What what do you think Cliff's looking for from McSorley? I think it's minimal that he can do to make this team because I think this team needs, needs the open roster spots at numerous positions, pass rusher, cornerback receiver. I think he's trying out for other teams. um, And I think the Cardinals want to be known as a developing franchise for some of these young quarterbacks that be with cliff kingsbury that's that's his mo how many times we've we seen mcveigh and kyle shanahan kind of flip these young quarterback prospects andy reed was the best at it but i just feel like gentlemen you've sunk a lot of money into colt mccoy to be your backup you gave him real big backup money for the next three seasons so i don't think that trace mcsorley even vet minimum contract can can be anything better than a practice squad player for this franchise but if he goes out da and lights a couple teams up in the preseason Shows some mobility. He's got some he's silver six foot, right? Played Big Ten football at Penn State. I, I think he can be valued, but I listen, Colt McCoy is a made man in Arizona. After what he did last year, two and one, two and oh against divisional opponents on the road, like that's it. Case closed. And I, I just don't think they're gonna carry three quarterbacks. Hey guys, a spare tire isn't sexy, right? But you appreciate <laughs> it when you have it. Am I am I right? Like it may not fit all the other rims. That's Colt though. Colt's that. But when you put that some bitch on, you feel good about being able to drive away from where you're at. That being said, as you mentioned, Johnny, with the developmental aspect of it, I think that they're doing traces a solid. Right? They're just giving him an opportunity to demonstrate his skills to all 31 teams. However, obviously, there's a plus side. If he, you know, make them love you, some some gladiator type shit, right? Like Mm -hmm. go out there and, and win win the people over. So if he plays yeah. well, they'll have no choice to try and keep him on the squad. It may not be, you know, part of that 53, but 
damn, I think that they make, you know, six figures being on practice squad now. That's good ass money. What it, it was compared to, you know, when it went to anybody living in anywhere, you know what I mean? You making six figures doing something and you don't may not get your name in the paper, but you're making good money. That's something for him and his family. But I think that knowing where he's coming from, having that chip over his chip on his shoulder, people disrespecting him, you know, wanting him to play safety, all those things. Like, I think that, Kyler probably likes him as a person because he's been disrespected his whole career and he's had to prove people wrong. You know, uh, Cliff probably sees some similarities in terms of their, you know, toughness and savviness of their game. Obviously, Kyler's a once in a generational talent, but for guys like Trace, obviously I, I, I side with them because I want him to go out there and prove everybody wrong. I want him to, to go out there and, you know, get his arms tanned up a little bit and feel good about playing the game at a high level. You know what I mean? Because that they've been inside. You can tell guys, he needs a little bit, a little bit of sun. I don't know if he's going to get it in Cincinnati, but I mean, good, good for him. I think that, like I said, Cliff is Cliff and staff are doing Trace a solid by just giving him rep, live reps and, you know, information to add on to his, his, his uh, resume. I mean, if he can become one of 64, I mean, that's, that's including starting and backup quarterbacks. If he, if he can kind of parlay the, all these reps, all these starter reps that he's getting right now because Kyler and McCoy can't get on the practice field because of different things this week and then what he's going to be able to get, into, at least in a first half of play against Cincinnati. I mean, the injuries are going to happen in this league and there might be an opportunity for Trace to go back somebody up or put himself in a position to where, say, McCoy can't get his arm in shape by the start of the season, you know, more of a similar skill set to what your starting quarterback looks like. I know Frank Sanders pounds the table for that. He likes the skill set. Uh, you can run more of what offense you run with Kyler in there than you can with Colt. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I see in the, in the chat, by the way, people talking about hard knocks, which opened up last night, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's second overall pick, uh, his his Billy Jean performance was a hot topic today at a Cardinals camp. Something that Cliff Kingsbury called uh, top notch that performance. But I see a lot of talk about this coaching staff talk about the physicality in that Lions camp, and it's a complete polar opposite of what we're seeing at Cards camp. And I don't think that's a bad thing, guys. I think that the Arizona Cardinals run just a completely different program that's based around veterans and being player friendly and the idea of going out there and cracking heads even with a guardian cap isn't appealing to any of those players on the roster where you've got lions the lions players who are young hungry guys that want to prove the nfl wrong where the arizona cardinals a lot of those guys have proven a lot and they don't have to do that any longer well yeah, the difference between the, the, yeah john let me just jump in here real quick the major difference between detroit and in and obviously the, the cardinals one's a play coming off a playoff year one barely won football games it's it's a culture yeah. thing with both of those organizations right you have in detroit they're trying to reestablish themselves as a football team with a diehard football coach that from all accounts would be you know in, on the line of scrimmage if he could be tomorrow right like right now like that's the feeling that you get and you just get where with the Cardinals, like they're a Lambo or Ferrari and they're fine tuning that son of a bitch, like trying to get it right so it can perform at a high level. So I think it's two, it's apples to oranges. Um, I think if it's great personality, it's going to be great content. Obviously, people want to see football, uh, you know, as well, right? But it's just getting that immersive look into their lives and personalities. And I think that these kids being a, a lot younger, I think it's going to be great. I think, you know, how the Cardinals come off, it's going to be beautiful and, and be great. I don't think anybody should be questioning Cliff Kingsbury's uh, training camps because the Cardinals start the season. I don't know if you guys know this or not on fire (laughs) every year. They kick everybody's ass for about eight to 10 weeks. Then something happens around Thanksgiving and they go in the shitter completely. So I would say whatever they're doing, you know, Bruce Aarons used to run a big physical training camp and a lot of people got hurt and I'm not putting that on Bruce. I would rather have the country club training camp where knock on wood, nobody's seriously injured. Nobody's out for the year. Everybody goes through the, the motions of learning the playbook and then you come out and you kick ass week one. Look what they did against Tennessee last year. Maybe the most physical team in football, and the Cardinals lit them up for almost 40 points and just completely dominated that game because they were mentally prepared and they were physical enough. And so I, I don't need to be 1970s old-school NFL training camp where guys are gassed and you got bloody noses and broken fingers and broken bones. Like the, What the Cardinals do in training camp, you cannot argue works. It's their adjustments midseason and post-buy that need some tweaking. And that's coaching. I think that's leadership, all of the above. We talked about it at nauseum throughout the offseason. But I don't know. The Cardinals were unbelievable last year in the first half. That comes directly out of training camp. They had a late buy. 
and they were cruising. Then they had some injuries during the season, but it is a long-ass season, 17 games. The NFL season has never been longer, more of a rigorous process. I, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I'm giving guys ample opportunity. Consume the playbook. Consume what we're doing. Walkthroughs. We'll be physical when it's necessary. And by the way, they look good in preseason last year. Right. And I I think they're going to come out Friday night and be physical with the defending AFC champions because I think Cardinals stack up with the roster very well. I think Cincinnati and the Cardinals are very comparable in terms of what they do well. But anybody who says like Detroit, that's that's a great story. And I think Detroit's going to be one of the more fun teams to watch in the NFL. All right. Bo does not agree with me. I just like a lot of their young talent they've drafted. Jameson Williams should have been an Arizona Cardinal, but we don't need to talk about that. The, the, The Lions beat the Cardinals ass win. In December, the Lions yeah. started the year. They were egregious, weren't they? Like zero and ten, and the Cardinals were like ten and zero. So, I, I I would figure out something different, and I'm sure they're working on it. But I asked Cliff Kingsbury this. I'm like, what are you going to do to change up the home environment here? Because you guys were three and five at home, and you lost five straight. Like those are the kind of things they're doing. But I I commend Cliff Kingsbury. I love the train camp he runs. Cliff Kingsbury undefeated, gentlemen, in week ones two zero and one. That only tie being that overtime loss, coincidentally, or the overtime tie against the Detroit Lions. So, bravo, Cliff. Keep doing what you're doing. This training <laughs> camp may not be fun to watch, but it's effective. And there was a lot of talk uh, about that that first episode. We we kind of tried to pry a little bit, try to get a glimpse of what we were going to see. Because with the first Hard Knocks episode last night uh, was also the Cardinals unveiling kind of their November 9th you know, debut on Hard Knocks, which is going to be in season because I think HBO is anticipating, you know, this team that has a lot of you know, flair for the dramatic at the end of the season, that happening again for a third straight time. So we'll see. But there was one little thing that came out of it that there's already been a little bit of a Hard Knocks moment for this squad. Here were a couple of the players talking about it. A rookie defensive lineman had a, had a pretty spot-on impression. Manny Jones did a – he did an impression of Kyler Murray at his press conference, so – I won't get into the details, but y'all can ask them about it. I'd give him, I'll give him a seven. He came out, he he had a couple, like the look he had pretty spot on. And he had kind of a little like a half shuffle jog that Kyler does. He he had that pretty good. Um, I think some of his responses could have been a little bit better, could have gotten into the K-1 mentality a little bit more. But uh, he did a good job. And he committed to it, which for a rookie show, that's all you can ask. The guy commits to it. Uh, No, he was actually laughing about it. He he thought it was pretty funny, especially when he first came in the room and uh, he kind of hit that little shuffle. Kyler was laughing pretty good. So he had fun with it. That was was about an A. That was a good one. The way he walked in with his durag on in the shades and the way he answered the questions, that was spot on. But it was fun. but it was uh, K1 was laughing, so that was good. That was positive too. So, <laughs> so Manny Jones with the Kyler Murray impression, getting the QB one to smile and laugh about it. Damon, do you have any uh, any memories from your time at camp? Did, did you get rookie? Did you have to get the rookie treatment? Did you have to do any kind of performance? Uh, I mean, I think I, I can't remember back that far, but I do, I do remember when Denny. Uh, was our head coach and a couple of players went in on the head coach, Denny Green, and they weren't on the roster uh, that much. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't on the roster. Not surprising at all. Yeah, that, that much uh, longer uh, after that. But they killed it. I mean, they had the socks and the high top, bro. Um, and it was just amazing. But, yeah, he didn't he, – he laughed at the time, but then we noticed as a team they were gone a couple of days later. <laughs> they were gone a couple of days later. But, no, it's a great time. Everybody comes together, makes fun of one another. The You know, the rookies, I call you know, thinking freshmen, go out there and just, you know, they pick apart. I mean, it, the one memorable one, obviously, when everyone's making fun of uh, Shannon Sharp, right, on Hard Knocks back in the yep. day when they're talking about Tony Saragusa. Um, but I, I, I hope the world gets to see this, and it's as funny as they say it is. Yeah, we'll see if, they, uh, if there's leaked footage of this. I don't, I don't know if uh, if that's something. Tyler's that's, that's not gonna... letting any more leaks no? get out, Bo Brock. Uh-uh. After the he's already destroyed. Leak, tighten shit up, man. He don't went Tom Brady. Leaks. Destroyed all phones. Hey, there's there's not breaking news. I don't know how we missed this. Uh, Field Yates, Bo. I don't know if you saw this or not. The Cardinals had a workout. Uh, with two veteran players, that's the ultimate tease. We're going to get to that in a second, but I want to remind everybody, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and older. We're having so much good stuff here. I got word by the GM Saul Bookman this morning. We're going to have something special planned every home game that you guys want to come and check out. But 
recommend get your COVID-19 vaccine so you can party with us happy and healthy. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. And also OGs, our friends over at OGs, more free stuff we're giving away today. Uh, you can get in the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. Easiest way to do that, just go to phnx.com. Go phnx.com. Enter to win. You can find, of course, in the show notes, the link for that. You can give yourself three. Yes, that's right. Three bags of OGs. Just gummies. You can get that orange cream sickle. You get any of their tropical flavors. You get that OGs. You got a PHNX shirt or hat of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up, gophnx.com. Click the link. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. You can also find their products in your local dispensary. Yeah, I'm seeing this Field Yates thing and it's uh, it's interesting, Johnny. Tasty. We've been waiting for a tasty nugget like this. This makes a lot of sense. The Cardinals per Field Yates of ESPN worked out former New York Giant, Kansas City Chief cornerback DeAndre Baker, who was a first-round pick, got in trouble at a barbecue yeah. once upon a time, was cut. I think it's interesting. He was with Kansas City. Bring him in, see what he knows. And then, uh, to a lesser extent, Jeremiah Atachu, who was a second-round pick out of Georgia Tech once upon a time, Baker is, to me, gentlemen, the name that stands out. Former first-round pick, only 24 years old, went to Georgia, came, comes from Miami, almost six foot, has a ton of physical traits. Uh, quick reaction, DA, uh, would you be pro DeAndre Baker joining the Arizona Cardinals secondary? I mean, I think, as you mentioned, Johnny, the traits, you said first-round, former first-round, right? Uh, yeah, out of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. former first-round kid being, I mean, to me, but there's a big, you know, why. Right. I think initially that you're like, yeah, hell yeah. Former first round draft pick. You know, he has all the, tr- the traits going to inject some competition into the, the the position. But to me, it's like, why is he available? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not that old. What happened? I mean, but guys, I guess, can, you know, get drafted at 1920, you know, nowadays. So I guess it, it, it is doable. But I mean, I, I think that per the, I, the the needs that we've seen on the secondary, why not? Absolutely. For sure. Adds depth and brings competition and gives some guys a little bit of breathing, you know, room. The, go, the guys that have solidified the position, right? You know, and it makes the other guys compete, for sure. Yes. He was with Quincy Dunbar in that alleged incident. Is that right, Johnny? Was that the was, yeah, situation was, that and, took Baker off the Giants? Yeah, Dunbar was with the Seahawks at the time. And, and yeah, Baker got the worst of it. Uh, but, I mean, he did have a 67 uh, PFF grade in 2020. <laughs> Last year's PFF well, there grade. there you go. 60. <laughs> Listen, we he's saw gonna, from this team I don't in the care if, if he allegedly assaulted some people at a barbecue. If he had a 67 PFF rating, <laughs> just sign him up. Let's go. Allegedly, guys. What was the allegedly. Cardinals? What was the Cardinals' first move of the offseason external signing? Can anybody remind me? Right. Of that? I, I do remember the, the the late Jeff Gladney, they, who had some obviously uh some issues in his past as well. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, domestic yeah. abuse. They brought they signed, gave him a two-year deal. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about the morality police. This isn't Deshaun Watson. Right. DeAndre ba- Baker has been with another club. So we've, we've, we're the middleman here. We don't have to carry the brunt of being that next team. <laughs> we're and here I for second chances, right? Yeah, and I think it's a coup. Yeah. He's just with Kansas City. I mean, shit, we gave Johnny a second chance. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of making sure we had our GM in the studio. That at all. Saul Bookman. All right, I'm going to give Damien a second chance to make his bed back there. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn, TMZ. Why you always like that song? I missed y'all, man. I was like, oh, I need to pop in and listen to this stuff. Also, uh, I've been to some barbecues that have been a little physical from time to time. You, you don't make them ribs right. You know what I mean? Like, You get it. If the Kool-Aid's off or there's no shade. There might be problems at the barbecue. You Temperature's getting a little hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Don't talk to me like that now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> Good to see you guys, sure. man. I, I, I see first-round pick. I see physical traits. I see SEC Georgia. Sign me up. as a For this secondary, this is not the Cardinals receiving core who has just an embarrassment of riches or the running Would back or whatever. Barbecue? What? Would you invite him to a barbecue? Well, no, he's not coming to babysit my kids. I need him to tee up some some NFL receivers. Let's just let's Fair throw enough. him out there on Sundays. I want physical Fair traits. Uh, Antonio Hamilton's great. He is undersized. Give me NFL physical traits, and I will try to ingratiate him 
Get them around J.J. Watt in our culture. You don't want to go to Johnny's Barbecue anyway. He puts raisins <laughs> in his potato salad. God, he knew that was coming for sure. <laughs> Maricopa barbecues are lit. You guys haven't seen anything since. Nobody's ever seen him, man. Shut up. <laughs> no one even goes out there, bro. <laughs> this this podcast is going completely off the rails. DeAndre Baker, Bo, we know it was a tryout, workout. Uh, I think there's a good chance they sign him because what the hell else are you going to do? And then you got two preseason games then if you bring him on, not including this Friday, to just see what, what happens. And you, you know what? To. You got to yeah. get some competition in that room. I, I know it, it just fits – you know, Steve Kime, what he likes to do. He, he just goes and kicks the tires on some guys, former first-round picks. He's been doing it for a long time, and it, it's, it's low risk, Damian. But, but, guys, but do they pull that trigger given the recent news with the running back coach? And they can't have too many players or coaches putting hands on people. Like they, I mean, Jalen in the like, chat says it turned out Baker was actually being blackmailed, and that's how the charges got dropped. I will uh, – I'll defer ooh. to Jalen here. Thank you, Jalen. So he's yeah, fine. Everything's that, fine. Jaylen. Everything's fine. Yeah. Kind, tell Kai that up. everything's good to go. <laughs> he goes to church they... now on Sundays. He does community service. We're fine. <laughs> right. Hopefully they've done their research. And like I said, I don't think it hurts in any way. I think Cardinals fan base gets it and they want to be shit. They want to be the best, man. Would you rather have a team that's five and 12, but everybody, you know, choir boys, what, what's the famous saying? <laughs> I want to make the playoffs. Damn it. I want a division title. Let's get some dogs in here. I don't, what's that famous saying? I'm, I'm butchering it, of course, but. You need some you need some dogs in the room. DeAndre Baker, I've watched DeAndre Baker before. I don't watch a ton of Giants film. He's an NFL caliber corner. Maybe not a starter, but somebody that can help you. Bo, don't give me that face. Yeah, I mean, he I, didn't he didn't crack the Chiefs roster. I mean, they're starting lineup last year that often. Well, they you know why they're not you know why they didn't keep him? Because Trent McDuffie out of Washington's having a sure. phenomenal training camp. He's Ding up uh McCole <laughs> Hardman. They've got corners now. You know who doesn't have corners? Arizona Cardinals, they need some corners. But everybody, no, knowing what the game is, Johnny, right, and seeing and having a great opportunity to go against a guy like Patrick Mahomes and need, and knowing that you you play in the AFC West. And yeah. Think about what you play in the AFC West. I'm like, nah, he doesn't fit the bill. That I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm proud of the Cardinals for doing their due diligence, but to me that's like kind of a, a big-ass asterisk. Like, hey, let me – let me read what this means down here. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does this mean? Because there's a reason why knowing what they're going to face, knowing the, the the premium that people put on the cornerback position in terms of the NFL personnel, why wouldn't he be on that football team? I mean, we 40- called through trade candidates all yesterday, Johnny. We couldn't find anybody. No. If, if you're any team that has any expectations, you're not going to want to part with a guy who can play cornerback right. at the NFL level. So, I mean, this is it's it's going to be an interesting, unique way to find yourself a starter to play opposite Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's low risk. If the worst case, he gets cut Great. by the start of the regular season. He had a 40 40- uh, great yeah, opposing read. quarterbacks had a 40 grade against him at Georgia. Uh, he was unbelievable at Georgia. Johnny, Everybody's unbelievable. That? that was a long time ago. How long ago was that? All right. First of all, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the, fact that the, Cardinals had a, or... the Cardinals had a potential star corner on their roster last year and they cut him and he went to Green Bay and he had like eight to 10 interceptions and made the Pro Bowl. Right. Let, teams can make mistakes on corners and they can undervalue or overvalue somebody and a lot of it depends you know this da on the system that you run right somebody's not a great opportunities and opportunities for sure let's give deandre an opportunity give us an opportunity at phnx cardinals on twitter go phnx on the old internets you can check out bo's training camp report today it is ah, good stuff only exclusive to go phnx.com you can check out the phnx merchandise locker cop one of these hats become a member 99 cents for the first month, 8.99 for the subsequent months. Give this video a like, gentlemen, as we segue to our last segment here, uh preseason predictions at Cincinnati Bobrock. I'll start with you. Give me a prediction. What are we going to see? Doesn't have to be a score. Good hell, it better not be. But just a <laughs> position group or somebody that shines that does well for the Cardinals. Who is it? I'm going to say the pass rush. We're going to see a lot of guys get some opportunities to get after the quarterback. Off, you know, Outside of that starting offensive line for the Bengals, we know that there's not a lot of talent on that roster, so there's going to be some, some lanes for these pass rushers to make an impression on Vance Joseph and get the leg up for the regular season. That's what I'm looking for Friday night. And then, of course, uh, the wide receivers, you know, outside of the top four, Greg Dortch, Andy Isabella, 
Victor Bolden Jr., all those guys are exciting. D, I, I kind of have an idea of what you're looking forward to Friday night. Uh, you think? You, you Showing think? your hand. I mean, I mean, yeah, but the reason why people should watch, they should, as you mentioned, uh, Bo, that young talent, Dorch, Bolden at receiver, Andy Isabella fighting for that roster spot. Is he fighting? We don't know. Will he be traded? We don't know. Young talent and running back, Keontae Egram, you know he's going to look in, to try and solidify his spot to be on this football team. And then on the defensive side, as you talked about, those young rookie, those young rookies at defensive end, uh, Thomas and, and uh, Sanders. I'm anxious to see how what they do. Garda coming back off off injury, but also, and I'm keep beating this 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 drum. I think that Dogby looked like he been, he's been in the weight room, and is it Fafita? Fo two. Like to me, he really like the eye test. He definitely passed it when I, when we were able to see him at practice. So I'm anxious to see if he plays any. Uh, Bo, like what he does in terms of t- in terms of the impression that he makes. I want to see Mozzie Sanders whoop on some third string offensive tackles. We know Cincinnati's <laughs> offensive line; they tried to remake it in the off season. A bunch of guys aren't playing. I want to see Mozzie Sanders turn the corner and light somebody up. But I will go on. I will put a guarantee on this, gentlemen. Andy Isabella is going to have a touchdown Friday night. I will stamp it. Johnny Venable will <laughs> guarantee Isabella seventeen will get into the end zone Friday night. Arizona Cardinals a What's plus the bet? two. Well, let's put let's put it back. You have to give me odds here. Um, you were said it confidently, like so. It's kind of well, yeah, but I mean, so... there's a there's there's a greater chance if this is on DraftKings, which it's not. There's a greater chance, be... Johnny. There's a greater chance of you playing in the NFL than Andy Isabella <laughs> scoring a touchdown <laughs> and making this team for sure. Both how, things how, are gonna happen. Both things are gonna happen. How about uh, so the post game show? You just have to shotgun a beer. How about that? Well, that, that our post game show. Are we going live or are we going halftime post game? We'll grab it. We'll we'll, we'll make we'll sure we, people see. Either you. either way, you can drink. You can smash a beer, right? I think Andy's going to get in the end zone. Trace, don't let me down. We will. To be honest, nobody watch. wants to watch Johnny chuck a beer anymore. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's that, fair. That ship has sailed, and it Thank hit you. an iceberg, and it fucking sunk to the bottom of the goddamn Cardinals team, man. There's just it's, no. It's, it's, it's the Titanic of beer chuck anymore. Yeah, like, let's it. just move on past this. It's 2022, 23 now. It's time to let that thing just fucking go. <laughs> Can I just drink a White Claw on ice, please, or four peaks, please? Let's 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 do that. Uh, I want to remind everybody this show is sponsored by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The Cardinals are plus two underdog at Cincinnati. You heard it from Bo. Bo and I are going to be live Friday night halftime show after the first two corners. Come check it out. Air your grievances. Let's talk up Andy Isabella, and then we will have an audio-only pod that's dropping on Saturday. A recap of the game. PHNX, like no one else, has you covered for Arizona Cardinal content. For Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Like this YouTube video. We will keep this train rolling. First, Arizona Cardinal football against live opponents this Friday. Do not miss it. See you then.